welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. I'm so glad you've rejoined us this week. I am very excited to have Ashley Jackson, or as many people may know her, the boot babe, on today to talk about ranching heritage, Western heritage, perspective, and how your personality brings all these things together. So Ashley, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us what's going on with you lately and tell us a little bit about your agricultural background. Yeah, thanks, Lexi. I'm so excited to be on here today. I feel like you reach a lot of people who get to hear really unique stories. And so I hope I get to bring a unique one to you today. Uh, I'm from Idaho and the southeastern corner. So basically it touches Utah, one foot in Idaho, one foot in Utah my whole life. I grew up on a horse ranch. We had pack horses and we packed into the mountains and we took people hunting my whole life in northeastern Nevada. And so I was an outfitter's daughter and I didn't, I played sports in high school. I got really involved in horses in when I was in college and I wasn't a big advocate of the land and a steward of the land until I realized later, I'm in my thirties now, how unique it is to grow up this way. Mm -hmm. And so I, in my twenties got really involved in horse riding, uh, became a huge advocate for people to get involved, no matter what level you're at. If you've never done it, if you're curious about it, any level. And I started the boot babes as a marketing arm to help women get more comfortable understanding cowgirl boots because not all boots fit the same. And it's really hard to shop for boots. And so as a way to get people interested in the Western community, I started the Boot Babes. And it's grown into this really fun thing, a community of women who love cowgirl boots. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm in Wyoming doing well, Boot Babes things. I bet you met so many people from all different kinds of backgrounds as an outfitter's daughter and packing into the mountains. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, we went to Alaska when I was in high school. Uh, I remember you know, my dad would trade things and, you know, I got my braces for a cougar hunt 
right? I have great teeth. <laughs> I mean, the stories of the things as he was an entrepreneur, right? He's life. He's great. He's in his sixties. My parents are amazing. They live in Idaho. They still have horses. In fact, they're going to sell all their horses soon. And I'm sad. I cried. Um, I'm excited because someone's going to get a great herd of horses. So growing up though, I, I really got to see that everyone has a unique way to make money. Some people grow up with their dad and mom as a banker, which isn't bad or good. My parents were both entrepreneurs. So they, my mom did crafts before China made crafts. My dad, you know, he worked for a college, so we had insurance. And then he also was an outfitter. And that was a fascinating way to see that conservation as a child, I just learned about how it works, right? How we have to kill a certain number of predators so that we don't harm the the animals that are there anyway it was really interesting and then later on as an adult it's really served me to be able to advocate for animals and for for people to get along absolutely that's a funny story about your trading braces for a cougar hunt that's awesome yeah <laughs> um I think you mentioned that you do the boot babes. That's your kind of group. And you talk a lot about education in Western fashion about how to shop for boots. And I am really intrigued by that because it's such a different approach than what we often see people taking to Western industry and kind of like inclusion in that. Do you have any thoughts about there's a lot of conversations about gatekeeping or, you know, just people who should or shouldn't be allowed to wear cowboy hats at certain times. What do you feel about that? It's a huge conversation right now. Okay. So please, can you tell me what gatekeeping is? First of all, just what's your definition of that? Yeah. Um, to me, I think it's folks saying you don't belong here or this information or this, this piece of our life is not for you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I see, I mean, there's a myriad of things going on, right? There's Western Western fashion influencers. There's women who want to be that. There's people who are writing every single day. There's people who are in the cutting industry. There's cow people. There's so many people and they all have one thing in common, cowboy boots. I feel like a lot of people have insecurities in the Western industry and they're not they don't have enough self-reflection to be able to identify that. And so sometimes hurt people can hurt people. There's a lot of traumatic, sad stories in the Western industry, unfortunately, and there's a lot of painful stories. And so as we allow ourselves to figure out what works for ourselves to kind of wake up in a way to the idea that we are a community, we want to be a bigger community. We want to help people understand how to steward the land and to become stewards of the land. That's where I think that's where the boot babes have really shined because women come in and they feel included immediately. They have a place to sit. They have a place to go. They feel like, oh my gosh, I'm part of a community. And there's this woman who really gives a shit. Like she cares so much. She doesn't care. She's willing to go above and beyond and say things that make people feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. Uh, and that's what the group has really been pushed forward. And the feeling of relief when you find a place to be in the Western industry 
it lacks for some people. They never find it. They kind of wander around and say, where do I fit? So um, I appreciate that you do this podcast because I feel like it brings the idea that we are really inclusive as a community and we are good hearted people who want salt of the earth, right? Come in, sit at my table, eat my food. Let me teach you about how we treat our animals and why we really love our, our land. Mm-hmm. Bringing that inclusion and that aspect of community and really focusing on it like you are doing and you're doing with other women in the industry is so important because you talked about, you know, negative experiences or hurtful, painful experiences that people may have experienced growing up in the Western industry. I feel like it just takes one of those to really shape how you feel about something. And it takes a lot of good things to overcome something like that. So the fact that you are focusing on creating lots of those good experiences is just amazing. You're sweet. I, I really, I appreciate that. I am really aware that everyone experiences hard things, bad things. Some people have really shitty childhoods, really traumatic childhoods, really traumatic daily lives. Some people are going through it right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling, right? You're not alone. That's where this idea that I believe podcasts are the future. I believe earbuds are the next currency because you can listen and you can feel better by listening to someone that actually cares if you feel well. And that's not where doctors are right now. In my opinion, most doctors are drug pushers paid by the government and that's not a bad or good thing. There are few that I found that are great. The majority of them are not. And that's sad. So now we're receiving information differently and we're able to deal with our health and wellness in a different way. And that's, I know your podcast, the underlying theme is how do we become well as a society and how do we teach our children that farming and ranching and this lifestyle is wellness and that includes wellness. Yeah. I think no matter what kind of experience you've had with medical professionals, the fact of the matter that having open conversations with other people should be part of wellness is an important fact that is missed and that a lot of people lack for one reason or another. So I love that you said that about podcasts though. Podcasts are one of my favorite things to consume because it's just so easy to get the information quickly and find people you enjoy. So it's really special. Yeah, Lexi, Um, in the past though, think about it. So our eyes were the attention what did the media want? They wanted your eyeballs. So they, through the news, they've accumulated your eyeballs. Well, now people are turning off whatever they were watching because it's not making them feel very well. And they're consuming in a way where they can do something that makes them feel well at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's different. We're moving into a different generation and a different feeling of wellness. So yeah, I appreciate that you. Yeah. The focus excited. on balance there is so important. So do you have other podcasts besides this one. Can I no, this is the only podcast I have. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to learn more about how you've, I've heard you talk a little bit about how personality and you're choosing your cowboy boots is part of your personality and everyone in the Western industry wears cowboy boots. Tell me a little bit more about what you think of that, kind of what goes into it. How do you feel about that? I joke a little bit that sometimes uh, you meet someone and whatever they have on their feet is a clear definition of who they are. And it's very true. People's dogs are similar to them as well. It's very weird. I worked at the vet, but 
what happens is when a woman puts on a pair of red cowboy boots, her personality and her confidence level immediately rises. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where she's at, who she is, what kind of day she's had, no matter what the, the confidence level goes up. And when you watch a transformation in someone with a simple transformation in their wardrobe, you start to wonder how can you have an effect on women subconsciously and consciously, because you want people to feel better. And so I've learned that making it fun and creating kind of a humorous way to get into cowboy boots where, because a lot of women deal with larger calves, right? We call them athletic calves, larger, and people deal with larger feet. And it's so common and it's so normal. And no one has normalized that because of a couple of reasons. And one of them is that, and it's just the truth, the majority of the owners of the boot companies are men that are older and white. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that there's no reach into these women's psyche. And so my goal in life would be that when I die, that you remember me as this iconic boot figure who made you feel welcome into the Western community. And, you know, the opposite of the Marlboro man, don't smoke kids. That will not be good for you. But the boot babe made you become a Western fashion or a Western fan in general. Um, if Yellowstone didn't, right? Because sometimes Yellowstone wasn't the best example of, I mean, it's a good example, but it's really dramatic for me and for what I teach people. <laughs> and yeah. so I, yeah, I, I, I love it and I got to work with them and I appreciate them. <clears throat> and I found myself in the middle of it going like, okay, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure that that there's like, I just want a better health push, a wellness push in the Western world and to address that there's some mental health concerns and they really never did that. So it's okay. But I, I am going to keep going in that direction. And there's a lot of good places out there to do that. Like this one. Good. Yeah. It takes all kinds of different things to bring people together in the Western industry because it is such a broad, such, such a broad thing. And sometimes I think about how much history there is to it. And it's kind of crazy to think about. We were just talking yesterday. Um, my husband's family does ranch rodeos and they've been very involved with that for a long time. And we were talking a little bit about how special it is when a ranch rodeo sticks to the rules in the way that they were done out on the prairie. Um, because that's really what ranch rodeos are about is preserving that way of doing things of the heritage of ranch work when you don't have a pin nearby or a trailer or a head catch gate or whatever. Um, and how the attire in that situation is also really important and the education that the crowd receives about why we're doing things this way. Um, so I just, it, it's so special to me that you bring that conversation about and do it in a broad way on social media that so many people can access. It's a little Trojan horse-ish, right? I, you know, it's like, I, I kind of make this fun thing. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, are you feeling well? And they're like, oh, you kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, well, I don't think you feel very well. And they're like, yeah, I'm not. And I'm like, well, you got to do something so you don't feel worse. And you don't teach your kids that that's okay. Mm. You know, um, you know, what's interesting is every time I go to a rodeo now, I kind of have this really unsettled feeling about the way that they're educating the public and mm -hmm. that they're not, that there's just this huge lack of historical information, education, feeling like it's not just a circus. I really get concerned and I haven't felt that way 
up until lately, mm-hmm. I attended a few different events and I thought, okay, why aren't they educating people about this? And why aren't they doing it on social media? How long has social media been around? I'm 37. I've had it since I was 15. That's 17 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm clear that there are people that you say gatekeeping, right? We talked about that in the beginning. We'll kind of wrap that into this. Those people need to be made examples of, in my opinion, (laughs) you know, like, hey, look, this person decided that somehow you shouldn't be involved in our culture or whatever it is. And that's a lie. And even in, so I'll I'll give you a good example. You know, who's a really welcoming culture, Native American culture. Native American culture will take you in. They will welcome you in the majority of them. You know what I mean? They really are that way. Uh, Western culture, not so welcoming. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it when you go into their cultures. It's just really weird. There's a lot of people that want to change that. They say they want to change that. I don't see them doing a whole lot about it. I ran for governor of Idaho last year. I know it's not a political podcast, but let me tell you what, it's important. If you want things to change, you need to get involved in your community. There's not a better way to do it than just get involved. And if you don't, if your community doesn't want you to be involved there, go to a new community and get involved. It's that simple. And especially in the ranching community, if you're not feeling welcomed, there are welcoming ranching communities out there. And I'm sure you live in one of them, or maybe you don't, I don't know. Where do you live? We're in Kansas. Um, I feel like it's pretty welcoming. You know, there's always, it's hard to make generalizations. There's always going to be experiences where you're like, Oh, that was not great. But (laughs) in general, I feel like folks are really welcoming here. We came to, um, we, we're not originally from the area we live now. Um, we came in here fresh and new. And I think that what helps people in the ranching industry welcome you the most is just a willingness to learn and a willingness to not think you know everything, um, a willingness to work safely. Um, I feel like that's some of the biggest things that I always hear folks say, well, you know, that person is just trying to rip in here and have a good time on horses and, you know, not necessarily do the job right, but going slow and, and being willing to learn from others, I feel like is always a good way to get respect in the ranching industry. Yeah. So we need to have a series that teaches that that's entertaining. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm like, and I'm not calling anyone out here, but like, come on, Dale Brisby, come on, (laughs) the Yellowstone, right? Like get like teach someone that we we don't gatekeep here and whatever the gatekeeping is, is not even real. Literally, you should be holding the gate for each other and you should teach kids that they should hold the gate and understand how hard it is to raise food that creates wellness in your body. Because eventually, our, you know, there's some bad stuff going on in our food supply. And that's just the reality of it. And until someone decides to attack that head on and use their platform for something like that, I'll continue to have the boot babes and create all this fun around boots. Because there's not a better, to me, there's not a better advocate for animals and humans and people to get along and figure it out and feel well at the same time. Uh, you know, I remember not feeling well. There was a period in my life, long period of my life, 18 years where I didn't feel well at all. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know I didn't feel so well until it was like, wow, I'm not feeling good at all. (laughs) In fact, I feel really sad, sick, upset, frustrated, misunderstood. And so I've learned a lot of tools and I've done a lot of things to bring myself to this point. And the biggest tool I've learned is to ask for help. 
and to ask people and to say yes to things, right? When people give you an opportunity, just say yes. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you having me on this podcast. <laughs> I think it's important for people like you. I, I appreciate that you share that you have gone through things like that because a lot of us, you know, thanks largely in part, thanks to social media, we look around and we see all these amazing, inspiring people around us who look like they've got it all together. And it's very easy to get into that point in your life where you're like, I don't have any of that. You know, I don't feel any of those things that they say they feel. Um, So just to share that we all have those low points and those periods of time where we get separate separated from our mission a little bit or from our happiness is so important. Just, you know, it's, it's something everything, everybody goes through and it's okay, but you have to figure out how to work your way out of it too. Yeah. You have to have the willingness to be determined and to persevere. And these are, these are character traits that are taught specifically in the Western industry, in the Western world. Mm -hmm. And those are the character traits that I'd like to see these people try and pass on. Right. And like fortitude, what is it like to, to endure hard things, to be able to do hard things over and over and over and over again until you get the result you want. That's what these people are doing to get where they're going. But why aren't they talking about that? Right. That's not a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of all the focus being on the entertainment part, the part that looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, I love that word fortitude. That's a, a really good word. Yeah. Fortitude is my favorite word this year so far. I'm in Wyoming and I feel like these people have fortitude. <laughs> yeah. Especially through the winter. My goodness. The animals have fortitude. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, I need to learn some fortitude in some areas of my life (laughs) where I'm like, oh, this is hard. No, that's not hard. You know, and that's something you learn when you grow your own vegetables or you have your own animals and you watch babies, you know, baby lambs or baby cows die or you, or they don't make it. You know, we always had like 10 colts every year, 10 baby horses, and one of them probably didn't make it right. We'd had one not make it this year. We have a horse die sometimes, you know, these things when you're a kid and you experience them and you're able to normalize them and you normalize death, you grow up in a different way and you're able to do society differently. If you never learned those skills and you're lacking those skills, get involved in the Western community. That is what I suggest <laughs> on every level, right? Come right in, bang down my door, send an email to the bootbabes at gmail.com and say, I need to figure out how to wear cowgirl boots because I saw this podcast and I've been a farm girl my whole life and I've never even worn a cowboy boot. I only wear muck boots and that's totally great. Or I'm an equestrian jod per person or I'm a, I'm from somewhere else. I'm not from here. I'm who knows, right? Maybe another planet. I'm kidding, but a different country, you know, somewhere else, who knows? And you want to be involved. I know that you're willing, Lexi, and I know that I'm willing to have their back and to create a safe environment for them to be welcomed. So. Absolutely. Hey, it's Lexi here, and I'm interrupting the show to tell you about a new option we have for marketing support for you. I've met so many people the past six months who are looking for DIY marketing support. And while I primarily offer marketing packages and website design in my marketing business, I'm excited to have something just for you DIYers too. So I know you need answers quickly to help you overcome tech challenges and get feedback on your marketing content when you have a spare minute to work on it. And you want to keep growing and learning how to make your marketing work in a way that makes sense for you. Here's what I've got for you. 
First, you can sign up for a free marketing toolkit, which includes social media post templates, email marketing outlines, video ideas, and a content planner and tracker. And to get tutorials and answers to those pressing questions, sign up for our weekly marketing tutorials for just $10 a month, where we tackle your most frustrating challenges together. Or sign up for the marketing support line, where you get direct access via text message to ask all of your tech support and marketing advice questions. It's like having a marketing and tech support person in your back pocket. We solve website issues, social media challenges, and just give feedback on the content you're creating. You can find those options at LexiWrightConsulting.com slash social under marketing support. So did you do much agriculture organizations in high school and beyond or how, what other things have you been involved in that have shaped this in you? It seems like you do such a good job of being clear about your mission and including everyone. I had great coaches and teachers. Hmm. So I had an amazing coaches and teachers. Um, and I had great parents, my parents, they weren't always great parents <laughs> did some crazy things, which all parents do, I think. And they were also like, you know, return with honor kind of people. My mom had that on the door my whole life. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of funny, but there's an idea that you want to feel honorable about your mission in life. And so I had a small town upbringing and really clear people. I was born in 1986. So you could still put 12 kids in a car in high school and drive around and not go to jail. That's different now. Uh, you know, I had the luxury of no cell phone and then a cell phone. I had MySpace and whatever was before that, I'm <laughs> sure, right? AOL chat. I don't know. I had it all. Mm -hmm. And so floppy disks. And so that's a really unique characteristic in millennials. I didn't even know what a millennial was till a couple of weeks ago. I guess I'm one. And I guess <laughs> you are one. I was like, oh, okay. This doesn't sound good. You don't seem like you like that. <laughs> Can I switch? This is what I asked. <laughs> But that character trait is a really big asset to making sure that going forward, that our food is sustainable, that we can grow gardens, that we have enough space to live, to raise our kids, to raise our cows, to raise our families. Uh, and so leadership was something that my my mentors bred into me for sure. And I think that uh, that's what you can teach someone. You can teach someone to be a leader. It is a teachable skill. You can be a leader and you just have to say that that's what you want. And then you have to go around people that are doing that. And you have to decide what a leader is to you, right? Some people, everyone's leading someone to do something. Some people sit on the couch, play video games, which cool. You can lead people to do that if that's what you want. I'm not sure that's going to work in the long run. It might work for you right now. No judgment here. If you want to be a leader, though, and you find yourself questioning this, especially if you're young or even if you're old or if you've never been a leader, right? Some people are like, I'm not a leader. Well, you're leading people to think they're not leaders. That's mm -hmm. that's a shitty thing. People are like, I don't like that. I'm like, well, I don't like that, you know, that you're complaining about what's wrong with your kid's school. I don't like that you're complaining what's wrong with your kids, whatever. I want you to go get involved. I want you to go be there and see what's going on. I want you to go understand what's happening. And a lot of people aren't willing to take the time to do that right now. So I'm not sure how to fix that other than, I don't know. I don't know. More podcasts. <laughs> yeah, more podcasts. And I think just having the conversations about the need for accountability in all of those spaces. It's not just in our food. It's not just in 
you know, on our farms and in our families, it's how we reach out into the community. And so many of those systems that we relied on crashed and burned during COVID that I feel like we're almost in this whole new thing, this whole new place now where people are relearning what is important or what now that some of those systems failures have been exposed, how to do things differently and what do we want to be accountable for and invest in now? What are some of those things um, for you that over time you've like realized this is what's most important. This, no matter what, this is what I want to pass on to people or people to know about the Western industry or about you as part of the boot babes. Freedom. This is an interesting word. So the word freedom triggers people in mm-hmm. so many different ways, right? We get patriotic, we get whatever. Well, what about sovereignty? What about the right to be able to be a sovereign human being and to be able to make your own decisions, to be able to decide what you are going to do for you today and to be outside of the paradigm of things like guilt and fear and shame, things like, you know, maybe your religion, things maybe like, you know, you're drinking things, maybe like whatever it is, whatever vice you have, whatever thing it is that you say you can't be free and you can't be, there's another word called liberation that I really love. And the idea that we are liberated or that you can liberate yourself. uh, Those are some things that have really come clear in the last, I'd say probably two or three years. I think that's very true. Um, just an opening of the mind of, yeah, what really do we accept as this is how it is and what is the things that like, this is how it is, but I want it to be different. So we're going to make some choices differently now type of things. The freedom to do that and the agency to do that are so important. And I love talking, or I love that you've brought up several times that how much our food plays into that, you know, whether it's planting vegetables or growing our own meat or being associated with folks who are doing that is so important because I think a lot of those decisions have been taken away from us, whether we know it or not, or whether we feel it or not, uh, just by the lack of liberation there, (laughs) you know, um, things just evolved so quickly in the food industry and the food system that we didn't even no, we didn't, they were happening right under our eyes, but it was like, wow, this is just so fast. But yeah, so how do you make it fun again to figure out how to grow yeah, a garden? How do you right? make it fun again to generate that feeling? And there's a whole sustainable movement, but that's not West. I mean, it's good or it's not good or bad, but the Western industry is built on the idea that we utilize the earth and we are stewards of the land and that we work together with the land to create a harmonious outcome for all the people on the land. And that's what we've been doing for generations, generations, generations. So to take it away from us and to give it to a government or to give it to people that don't know what they're doing is, is not only it's pretty criminal, but that's how you control a society. If you look in history books you know, that's how you control a society is control their food. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. I hope everyone just takes a little bit extra time, whether it's to think about, you know, the food system and where, what role they play or can play in that. And then to step in to their community in a way like you've described where they can take a little bit more action about the things that they don't like. Um, 
it sounds like you um, are really inspiring to the folks that you meet with about cowboy boots and then talking with them about wellness. What are some of the things that folks experience in your community that, you know, they need to maybe kind of turn away from for a more whole and well lifestyle? Oh, I think the number one thing is self-doubt. And that's, that's really where people, I believe, struggle the very most is the, that there is a tape playing inside of your head all day long. It's not a multiple personality. It's actually just rhetoric that you're feeding yourself and whatever you're feeding yourself is who you're becoming. It's like whatever food you're eating is who you're becoming, whatever people you're around is who you're becoming. And so self-doubt, I would say has been a big one comparison, definitely the thief of a lot of joy, uh, criticism of yourself. And that's where I feel like I give people permission to be free and to be liberated and do whatever you want. I kind of have a joke. It's do whatever you want day, every day, all day, even if you tell me it's not, it (laughs) is. And, you know, so I hear your excuses. I hear your reasons. I appreciate what you're saying. And if you want your life to be better, it's time to wake up or die. Like, you got one choice, you got one chance, you got one window, you got one kid or two or however many you have. And they get one shot at kid, at being a kid. I didn't get to be a kid as much as I wanted to, for sure. And I think some people can relate to that, right? Some people got a glorious childhood and had a hard time later. Who knows? We all have stories. And the good news is, you get to choose which story you're allowing your child to have. And I know a lot of moms listen to this podcast and you either teach your kid to be a leader and a part of the solution, or you teach your kid to be a complainer and a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Those are your only two options. If I catch you doing the second one, you probably like me very long. (laughs) And it's not bad. I just, I'm like, wow, this kid... Have you, like, I get really, I am a little bit animated, right? But that's my character and I get to play that way. So everybody has a role. <laughs> yeah. How do you um, put those things into practice for yourself when maybe you realize you've slipped away from doing what you want or felt those like excuses creeping in to your day of, well, I really want to do this, but I have to do this. Or how do you kind of step away from that and interrupt that system? So I use a lot of toning, actually, like using sound. Mm -hmm. And so I love music. Music always changes the way that I feel. But I've also learned to use things like um, humming like ohm and ah. And I've learned to use it. (laughs) This sounds crazy. But that has really significantly changed my ability to help myself. So we all have patterns and states and languages that we wish we didn't. I have one specifically that will say like, oh, you're, you don't have anything to offer these people. Like, why would they want to listen to you? Why would they want to listen to you? Like they have way better things to do. And I have to really find a way to say, okay, even if I have one person that's changing someone, even if it's one person that hears it, right. Even if it's me getting it out, that's me, um, growing, So yay, I win, right? Figuring out how to win when it seems like my brain wants to talk me out of winning. I kind of play that game. Uh, I like to turn it into a game. That's a really, the more creative, the more options you have, the person with the most options usually wins. And the more creative you are, the easier it is to do life. Mm, That's That's my advice. We could end there. That would be it. (laughs) 
was it's, really good. It's really real. That's yeah. I love that you shared that about toning. You called it right. Mm-hmm, yeah, I I've never it. heard that before. But that there's so many unique tools out there. I feel like about changing habits now that we just had never been exposed to before. It's very interesting. I love hearing what people are using. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have a, I do, I, I mean, sneak peek, I have a book coming out. It's called wake up or die. And it's about utilizing tools and building a toolbox. And it's about how do you take the tools that you got? What if the tools don't work? Like what if your bandsaw is broken in half and you want to route wood? Like what it or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Example. (laughs) Like what if your, what if your sander, you want to sand and your sandpaper is dull? Like what, how do you figure out how to help yourself? If you're having a full blown panic attack, people are teaching their kids that like, we need medicine to help with your panic attack. No, you need to figure out how to figure out your mind to help yourself with your panic attack right now, or you're going to suffer the rest of your life. Those are your two options people are like oh I don't like you I'm like well then get away from me <laughs> and I and I say I mean that wholeheartedly because if you're not ready to feel well you don't want to be around people that are feeling well or you're going to be mm-hmm. really envious and jealous and be upset all the time so it's okay um there's an interesting conversation we're having because it's fun to talk to someone who is willing like you actually care if people feel well and you'll do whatever it takes to help them even if it's a little uncomfortable and I love yeah we are covering a lot of ground you're right um, but yeah, I think just being willing to have the conversation and have the conversation without judgment of where people are at or what choices they've made and saying, you know, you get to choose today what direction you want to go. And that's up to you to figure out what's right for you. So important. Yeah, I would say trajectory is a really key word. When you pull back a slingshot or a bow and you Mm -hmm. point it somewhere, it's going to go wherever you point it, right? So where you're aiming is where you're going. And if you're aiming and if your thoughts are aiming at like negative crap in your head about how you don't look okay and how you can't wear, you should wear makeup or how you need to do this or should, should, you're shooting on yourself. Don't should on yourself. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It's yucky. But like the reality is, is if you don't feel well, I guarantee it's in your head. Yeah. And it's, it's a cycle that you get stuck in and it's hard to break free of that, but figuring out the tools you need to do it. It's the first step and being willing to figure out the tools. (laughs) Oh, I would say it's urgent at this point. We're at an urgent point in society in America, in especially in America, especially with your group of listeners, especially with the people that are stewards of the land, it's wake up or die time. You're either going to wake up to the idea, you're going to let that old part of you die off, which is really uncomfortable, but necessary. And just a part of life, death is totally normal and natural, or you're going to struggle and you're going to like really not feel well. Mm-hmm. And pass that on to your kids. Ooh. Yeah. Not Shame fun. on you. Not fun. But yeah, it's it's very true. Being, I mean, the agriculture industry in its entirety is small. And then we start breaking it down into certain disciplines of farmers, of ranchers, of, you know, people that are doing food preservation skills. And it's even smaller. It's like, wow, your impact is, it really is large in ag. It doesn't matter what you do. Your impact is huge just because we are such a small group. 
Yeah. So you're doing good. Like really, this is amazing because who gives someone a platform to be able to share, right? No, I've tried to work with radio. I mean, I've tried to work with everybody and their dog. And let me tell you what, I've had to start my own podcast because I'm not willing to be unheard. I'm willing to have a voice in this matter and it matters. It matters so much. So Lexi, I love that. How many podcasts did you say you've done? 25. Oh yeah. See, amazing. Good job. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ashley, for being here today and sharing your perspective. And um, it's just really enjoyable to hear somebody that cares about the things that you care about, talk about kind of like how you got to where you are and the things that you're teaching other people to do that want to be successful as well and want to feel successful and empowered and confident. So thank you so much for sharing. I want to make sure everyone who was impacted by your words today knows where to find you and find out more about what you do. So please tell us all about that. Yeah. So you can find me at the boot babe on social media. Uh, we have a TikTok. I know it's so it's the boot babes and that one's fun. Uh, the wake up or die podcast is a really, it's really in depth about what we've been talking about and it's in a different direction. Um, and I'm open. I love your podcast. So I have a few people that I would love for you to talk to, too, including some canning people and some quilt specialists, some people that are doing some cool stuff. So you can find me there though. The bootbabes.com. That's a good place. Perfect. And we'll anxiously await to hear about your upcoming book. Thanks for the sneak peek there. And check out Ashley's podcast if you're interested in learning more about that. So thank you so much, Ashley. I appreciate you being on today. Yeah, thanks, Lexi. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at, at Farming on Purpose on all social media. And let us know what topics you want to hear more about.